Good afternoon and praise the Lord. It is a joy to be here ministering in this lunch hour uh, service. And uh, I give uh, praise to the Lord for the cathedral admin and uh, the team that has welcomed me to do ministry. I bring greetings to you from my family and the ministry, Juna Magara Ministries organization that I work with. It is a very encouraging thing to know in a situation of frailty, knowing that we are here for a little while, that our lives are like the mist and the fog that is there in the morning, and when the heat of the sunrise comes, it's gone. It is very encouraging to know that man and woman is not destined for wrath. I want to share with this congregation in All Saints Cathedral here, physically present as well as those watching online, that we are privileged to have a God who cares and who loves us and so the subtitle for this topic is Jesus Christ, our 100% secure escape exit. Hallelujah. We're going to look at seven reflections of points from the First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 10 that has been read for us. One, I want to submit that nothing is worse frightening than the unknown. Living in the unknown. Because we are told that no one knows anything about the critical day of the Lord's coming. There are two things that we live without knowing anything about them. One, the day of our death. None of us has it fixed on the calendar and is certain that it's coming on this day. And, and that causes fright. That causes anxiety. The second thing is none of us knows the day of the Lord's coming. That's what scripture has told us. And so we live with fear. We live with anxiety. But there is hope in the darkness. Because when you live without knowing things, you are living in darkness, you are living in blindness, and life is a challenge. Why don't we know when we are going to die and when the Lord is coming? That's point number two, because we have limited knowledge as created beings. Created beings have a limited reach. They have an expiration date. And because of that, we do not know as much as our creator knows. And so, we can only know what God has revealed. And God has made revelation in the word. And in the living word. Hallelujah. 
Psalm 139 verse 14 to 16 gives us a clue. The psalmist said God is the reason why you and I are here. That he created us, we are created beings. That he created us and he knows, he knows each one who is here, who is online, who is in the world. He knows their number of days. How long you're going to be here is known. His is knowledge beyond understanding. In fact, the psalmist continues in Psalm 147, verse 4 and 5 to say that this creator who was there when you and I were being knit in our mother's wombs knows all the stars. And he calls them by name. That is amazing knowledge that makes me want to know this God and to ensure that he knows me and he takes care of the unknown for me. Hallelujah. Because a God who knows all the stars, who knows the galaxies, who knows all the constellations, who knows all the known and unknown, what a mighty and powerful God he is. He is the God of the heavenly lights. As James put it, he is the God who is aware of where you are and where I am now. He is the God who knows the hairs on your head. As Luke chapter 12 verse 7 says, he knows all the hairs on the heads of the billions of living beings called men and women and babies who are on earth. Hallelujah. The psalmist said that knowledge is beyond even thinking about. Thinking about that can give you a headache. <laughs> but God knows, the, the way God knows what he has created is in that capacity. And so, in life lived under fear, when you live with God, there is no darkness in God. And when there is no darkness in God, then you have the assurance and the certainty that nothing would find you in the dark and take you by surprise. Why? Because this God who knows you and who knows all the stars that are in existence made a provision, number three. God made provision for the coming of you and I from the realm of the unknown darkness into the known through his son. It is the one who created from the day one and said, let there be light and darkness scattered. It is the one who still speaks in your life 
and speaks in my life, speaks in your situation, speaks in your family situation, speaks in your health situation, speaks in your financial situation, speaks in our national situation, and says, let there be light. If we are willing to hear his voice, God made provision for living Knowing that we have limited time, knowing that death is a must and a reality, but God made a provision. Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 14 states this fact. Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 14. Like water spilled on the ground which cannot be recovered, so we must die. But God does not take away life. Now that's an amazing thing. God does not take away life even though death is a reality. What does God do? God in his infinite goodness and power and grace. It says instead he devises ways so that a banished person may not remain estranged from him. That, brothers and sisters, is the core of our faith and of being able to testify that man is not destined for wrath. Even though sin brought death and everyone must die, God made a provision. Give God a big hand clap. God made a provision. A provision so that even like water which is spilled that no one can gather, God makes a provision how is the water that is spilled gathered again? God, through his divine power, causes the heat, the light from the sun to cause evaporation. And the water from the ground and the rivers and the lakes where that spilled water eventually ends, it rises as vapor and forms clouds. And then God brings back as rain. The marvel of God's creation in the transpiration and water supply system. That is the same God who applies the same principle with a life that is destined to die because of sin. God made the way in John chapter 1 verse 6. To 13. That is God's provision and solution for life that is destined to die like water that is spilled that cannot be gathered. That's what Jesus came to do as the testimony of John says. Chapter 1 verse 6. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, 
so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. A world gripped by darkness. A world that is captive to darkness because of sin. A world that lives in the fear of the unknown. God sent someone to come into that darkness. The true light that gives light to every man was coming to the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Sad news. But verse 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. God makes a way for retrieving that which is spilled, which is lost because of the reality of sin that entered the world. He who is the father of all heavenly lights sent the light that casts all darkness away so that you and I become children of God that Paul writes to the Thessalonians about saying, but you and I here present and those online who have believed in Jesus Christ are no longer children of darkness, but you are the children of light. I am a child of light. And so I can live without fear because I know he who is the light that gives light to men. Because I know the Father who loved you and who loved me and made that provision as James chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. That you and I must be encouraged in knowing that we have a Father, we have a Savior, a Provider. You know, it is very interesting. Men and women are trying to create artificial stars. Engineers and inventors in Japan and in China and in Europe are trying to create artificial suns. They are trying to create stars because the sun is a star. And all the stars you see are suns all created by God. So men are trying to create artificial suns in a laboratory, you can imagine. A laboratory cannot be as sufficient as the ark that the Bible calls the firmament where God spoke and the stars came into being. And so in thinking that we can create an artificial sun, we may think that we can create a passageway humanly. <laughs> All human effort comes to nothing. All human effort to escape from the ravages and the 
impact of sin and in futility and in failure. So James says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. So do not be deceived. Do not let anyone or anything deceive you. The solution does not come from engineering a, 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 a advancement in laboratories of men and women. The solution to you and I being saved from the destiny of wrath brought by sin lies in the hands of our God and our Father who sent his Son Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. Number four, believing and accepting God's provision made on the cross is the password for escape to salvation. Accepting and believing God's provision is the only way out. That is the password. Luke chapter 23, verse 32 to 34. We want to see how this worked in practical terms. The reality of the cross in being the password for escaping the wrath that this darkness of sin brings into my life and your life. Luke chapter 23 takes us back to the scenario of the death of the Son of God. And he died with people who are destined for wrath in practical terms. In reality, these are condemned people. It says, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. What Jesus said on the cross is what allows you and I to cross from darkness into the light of God. What Jesus said on the cross is what allows all humanity who believe and accept God's salvation to cross from condemnation to no condemnation. To cross from lostness to being found. That is the power of the cross of Jesus. For at the cross, in verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Because when you are in darkness, you can't know what you are doing. You stumble and fall. You break things that 
is why there is no surprise that we live in a broken world with broken government institutions, with broken families, with broken relationships because of walking in darkness. It can't help it. And he who was sent to be the light of men and women on the cross, crucified in broad daylight on a highway, he says, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive Ben. Father, forgive Apuri. Father, forgive Reverend Mukadayega. Forgive them. Forgive them. And you hear those sweet words of the intercessor who is now seated at the right hand of the Father by the throne of grace, echoing, echoing, echoing into eternity because scripture says he secured everlasting salvation for you and I on the cross. <laughs> scripture says in Hebrews that he died once and for all. Never to repeat it. It's a, a finished deal. Give God a big hand clap. Because when darkness struck, as the Son of God hung on the cross, the darkness that will come preceding the day of the Lord Jesus was the light shining in darkness for those who believe. Hallelujah. And Jesus' cry to the Father is still echoing in the ears of God the Father for you and I. And at the cross, Jesus demonstrated for you and I. Point number five. That Jesus' name is the pin that opens the exit gateway to eternal salvation. His name is the pin because it is the name that was given glory by God the Father. For when he humbled himself and died on the cross, the death of a servant, as Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 onward says, he humbled himself. He removed the God, the God glory and took on the flesh and blood of sinful man. He entered the darkness. He entered darkness and went into Hades and wrestled with the enemy of humanity. Death, the final enemy. And he overcame. Hallelujah. He secured victory for you and I. He rose. He rose from the grave. And so he has the pin. Hallelujah. He is the pin. It has to be a personal identification number. You can't borrow it. You can't bribe. I mean... We all have our needs, national identification numbers. My son can't go on my number. My wife can't go on my number. Each one of us has to have their own 
identification. And so Jesus is the identification that you and I need to exit the coming wrath and destruction of God. And again, it was demonstrated on the cross. That same chapter, Luke 23, verse 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. Ownership, confession, accepting that we fall short of the glory of God, owning that we walk in darkness, that our deeds show that we are people destined for salvation by the grace of God. Otherwise, people destined to perishing by Adam's disobedience. And so this man gives the example that you and I must emulate of acknowledging that we are sinners, but Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, the Savior, is innocent. Never did anything wrong. That is why he qualifies to be your Savior and my Savior, your Redeemer and my Redeemer, the exit gateway to eternal salvation. Jesus was listening to the conversation. Jesus listens to our conversations. Jesus listened. And when this man had confessed his sins and pointed to his brother or his fellow criminal friends in crime, <laughs> we are experiencing a situation where this nation is gripped by friends in crime. One person did this thing. Now the Mavati is going around capturing everyone, friends in crime. They did it. Chibeni, you know, secretly. And now on media, on social, <laughs> on, online, on TVs, in newspapers, everything is, I, I read someone where it says, one down, 22 more to go. You know? And Jesus says to those dear brethren, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them, for they did not know what they were doing. And as we point fingers at them, and as we, we, we laugh at them, we need to remember the scenario of leaders who brought a woman in John chapter 18, who was allegedly called in the act of sinning, and they wanted that person to be stoned on the spot. And Jesus saw the criminal and bowed down, like he would later bow down under the weight of the cross and wrote down. There were no smartphones, unfortunately, so no one took a 
a short of what he wrote down. And so uh, we never know what was written. But uh, I, uh, I think he was saying, all are guilty. I am going to die for them. And then he, co- he poses the question and says, whoever has never sinned, cast the first stone. Scripture says, not even a child remained to cast a stone. They were all guilty of Mabati, of Adam's sin and Eve's sin, and all in the same category, the prison of Satan's design. Jesus opens the gate for us. Number six, accepting Jesus as Savior gives us the knowledge so that we can live no longer in darkness, no longer in fear, but you can live in a victory because Jesus gave us a demonstration when he responded to the thief on the cross. Verse 42, then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come unto your kingdom. Verse 43, Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Being with Jesus a possibility. Being with Jesus is a reality. Being with Jesus is here for you and I so that you live without fear of the day of the Lord coming and catching you by surprise like a thief. When you and I have said yes to Jesus, We are safe and we are secure because Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is coming back. And when the day of the Lord comes and he comes and he knows you by name and he knows you, he will tell you what he told the thief on the cross. And we know we are thieves We know we are sinners. We need to come to the cross and have our sins crossed out. We need to come to the cross and cross from death into life. We need to come to the cross and cross from destiny of destruction to destiny of life because of Jesus Christ. Finally, being with Jesus and praying to him opens the way to everlasting joy. You see, When the thief on the cross said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That was a prayer. That was a prayer. A prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus died having promised this thief on the cross. The promise that was given to this thief is your promise and is my promise. And we can rise and in that promise of the word of God, live with the blessed assurance that we are not destined to wrath, but destined to joy in the presence of the Lord. Shall we pray? Please stand. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, Oh,
Savior is God because I know He holds the future. My life is worth a living just because He. If you want Jesus and his name to be your pin that will provide the escape route on the unknown day. If you want to live without fear, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need to raise your hand to Jesus and say, Jesus, remember me like the thief on the cross. And so we are going to pray as we close and uh, uh, leave the offertory time. If you want Jesus to be your savior and your pin for eternal security, raise your hand and we pray. Raise your hand here in the cathedral sanctuary. Raise your hand online, wherever you are. Raise your hand and we pray. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Thank you, raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, raise your hand. Let us pray. Say these words after me. Lord Jesus, you came into the world to be the light of salvation. You gave us your name to be the pin in which salvation can be found. Today I invite you in my life. I want to experience the forgiveness and the assurance that the thief on the cross received. Today, I hand my life to you, Jesus. Remove my name from the book of those destined to destruction. Write my name in the book of those with your passcode. Jesus, thank you for being my savior. Jesus, teach me to pray like the thief prayed. Jesus, remember me when you come on that day to take your place in your kingdom. In your powerful, precious name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord watch over you. The Lord shine the light of his countenance upon you. And the Lord be gracious enough to save you. May the blessings that come without sorrow to those who make Jesus their security and their pain be yours now and forevermore. Amen.